Good evening, I'm Paul DiRienzo with these headlines. The United Nations held a moment of silence today in memory of the workers from UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, or Palestine, killed in Gaza over the past month. Geneva Secretary General of the UN, Tatiana Velovaya. Over the last month, 101 of our colleagues have lost their lives in Gaza. This is the highest number of aid workers killed in the history of our organization in such a short time. Staff at the UN offices in Geneva bowed their heads as a candle was lit. Meanwhile, more than 30 Palestinians were killed and a dozen buildings destroyed by an Israeli strike on the Jabalia refugee camp in northern Gaza. Israeli forces moved closer to El Quds Hospital and surrounded the El Sifra Hospital. Electricity was cut to most of the facilities as fuel ran out, stranding babies in incubators. An Israeli government internet post later removed said ambulances and hospitals would be legitimate targets. A ray of hope for a possible ceasefire in a phone call Sunday between President Joe Biden and the Emir of Qatar, President Biden. It is my hope and expectation that uh, there will be uh, less intrusive action relative to the hospital. Biden added a temporary ceasefire would be an opportunity to free some of the more than 240 hostages held by Hamas. There is an effort to uh, uh, take this pause to deal with the release of prisoners. And that's being negotiated as well with the Qataris that are engaged. And uh, so I remain somewhat hopeful but the hospital must be protected. White House National Security Spokesperson Jake Sullivan gave more details of the talks being brokered by Qatar. Qatar has been talking to Hamas. Israel has been talking to Qatar. The United States has been talking to both Israel and Qatar in an effort uh, to try to move forward these negotiations to a point where hostages can be released and reunited with their families. The president has no higher priority, which is why he is personally engaged on this issue. The news comes after French President Emmanuel Macron became the first G7 leader to endorse a ceasefire in Israel's war in Gaza. The war has been expanding beyond the front in Gaza, where Israeli troops are moving into a city honeycombed with tunnels, and fighting is expected to be bloody. Meanwhile, in recent days, attacks on United States service members have increased in Syria and Iraq with numerous injuries. The United States responded today with a missile attack on a purported Iranian base in Syria, the third U.S. attack in two weeks. The Pentagon has stationed two aircraft carrier units and a cruise missile armed submarine to the region. Violence is growing along the border between Lebanon and Israel, with attacks by Hezbollah on Israeli defense facilities and counterattacks with rockets from Israel. But Professor Bashir Saad of the University of Sterling says Hezbollah's aim is to aid Gaza without provoking an expansion of the war. They're not trying to beat the Israeli army, because that's impossible. They're probably trying to find some kind of position that they can have so that they can bargain or negotiate some kind of settlement once the war is over. Saad says Hezbollah is being realistic about avoiding a catastrophic wider war. It's cynical, but also it's humanitarian. It's avoiding the huge catastrophe. If they target just the north, then maybe that will lead to some kind of better change than just going all out on trying to support the Hezbollah. Also, they just don't want to regionalize. They don't want the Americans to start shooting at the Iranians and all that. Professor Bashir Saad of the University of Sterling 
In recent days, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has expressed concern to his Israeli counterpart that a wider war could result from continuing Israeli aggression towards its neighbors. And in national news, the Supreme Court has adopted a formal ethics code for the first time in its history. All nine justices endorsed the code released Monday. The ethics code had been opposed by conservative justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas, but the ethics code was eventually approved unanimously by the court. Thomas has been accused of repeatedly vacationing at the expense of wealthy real estate magnate and Republican donor Harlan Crow and failing to report the trips. And Republican Speaker of the House of Representatives Mike Johnson rolled out the GOP plan to head off a government shutdown Friday at midnight. His proposal would split the funding resolution for funding the federal government into a dozen different bills and step-laddered series of deadlines. Meanwhile, the Biden administration has asked Congress for $100 billion in aid for the continuing wars in Israel and Ukraine. Paul DiRienzo, New York.